0: This is gonna be fucking fun! I'm Ryan. You are in the hole with Major League A Holes, episode eighty-one. I think this is wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. We've got plenty to talk about this week. We have the Giants clinching, clinching, a playoff <laughs> berth. I don't know what clinching is. Uh, we've you got like the glitching? White. <laughs> we've got the White Sox stuck at seven for their magic number. They've kind of been on there for a few days now. Then we've got the Tigers beating up on some World Series hopefuls this week, a huge week for the Tigers. We've got a no-no of the week, the return of the segment that was happening every week for a while, no-no of the week. Uh, We've got some shit you couldn't make up, and of course, Asshole of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. Now here's the news. It's the news. The big news. Oh, fuck, Scotty, that is good
1: news. That is great news, man.
0: Let's bring it all home as Major League Baseball presents This Week in Baseball.
1: Well, the, you know, yet another milestone for the Giants. They were the first team to clinch on Tuesday after they manhandled the once playoff hopeful, now in question, San Diego Padres, 9-1 mm. uh, to one as... As you watch some of the trades the Cubs made or or the the uh, they're not looking as bad as people may have thought, like you, Darvish, has been a yeah. fucking disaster down the stretch here. He's he's turned back to you, the flu, Darvish.
0: Again, uh, again, let me restate. I don't have I never had a problem with the idea of trading you, Darvish, because he was at the peak of his value. I had the problem with the paltry returns. Yes. No, that's right, right,
1: right, 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 right
0: um i just had to get that out there i'm gonna do that every fucking time so
1: no no i i i i wasn't that wasn't directed at you but just like the idea of. i'm looking for it uh, (laughs) i'm looking for a
0: fight at any moment so all
1: right well get ready (laughs) um but um yeah so they took those first two games and then they lost the last two uh so they split the series but they Mm -hmm. were they captured a playoff spot then the next day the dodgers captured a playoff spot always on your coattails Yeah. It's a one, it's a one game lead. So it's, it's, it's really interesting, like down the stretch, like, like it has a big effect on both of those teams. Like who wins that division, even though if, you know, you wonder if down the road, we don't see a, um, (laughs) almost like a redo of, of how the MLB playoffs actually go down because like the white Sox, are going to win a division where they're going to probably be the only team with a winning record in that division, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Dodgers and the Giants with, with the two best records in baseball right now, yet one of them is going to be a wild card team. Like, that doesn't seem really fair.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the idea, of course, is the emphasis on winning your division and then everything else is gravy after that so right I get that yeah I mean receding after the playoffs are set that that's an interesting thing but I still love the idea you play 162 games to win your goddamn division that's that's how you get the there's that carrot out right, there right, so right but yeah I could I could see the argument down on the other side I'll just destroy it every time but
1: <laughs> no I know yeah I mean there's there's I think there's pros and cons to both, Mm -hmm. but I mean, there's some
0: justice, but yeah, it's kind of ridiculous if some team squeaks in just because they happen to be in a shitty division, but
1: yeah. And and you happen to have your, your 90 plus hundred win team. Who's a wild card happens to have one off game and then is out of the playoffs. I mean, you know,
0: do the the giants and Dodgers play again this regular season? They're 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 done. done. Okay.
1: It was, it was a nine, eight win in, in games for the for the uh, Giants this year, they, they squeaked it out by one. So that was as evenly matched as their records are right now. I mean, essentially it's in a way, it's like the same team playing each other, but they all have different strengths and weaknesses. That's what's interesting about it when they play each other. So um,
0: massive ramifications who wins that division that that's, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's going to be the story down the stretch. The other thing I'd like to point out is, uh, I'm a little upset over the Cubs series. Uh, the Giants did sweep the Cubs, but I fell three runs short on my prediction of 30 run scores. Uh, <laughs> the Giants could not pull it off in that failure. Final game. Failure. I got my 30 runs, but only uh, only a two game, not a sweep out of the Sox series. I got my 30 runs, but yeah. Mm. Uh, I did not get my 30 runs out of the Giants. So You're just I,
0: constantly disappointed.
1: I am. I am. I'm not happy about anything. I'm just in a constant state of misery over this baseball season. Oh, sounds like a man. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? I'm never happy. But <laughs> all kidding aside, uh, yeah, that the the last game was was actually a pretty fun game to watch in the in the Cubs Giants series. That was a, a was it a seven six or a six five win? It was. Uh. Uh, it was really back and forth. Yeah, I got to be
0: honest. I have checked out on the Cubs since they oh. checked out on their own season. So I may have watched that game, but I've been kind of.
1: Yeah, I, I know you don't really have anything to. And,
0: NASCAR I think... and other interesting things.
1: That's about all we're gonna hear about the Cubs, like just right now, right? You've got nothing to say about the Cubs. I
0: have some, some things, but it's not uh, worth it. I'll bring it up next week. But all
1: right. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the blowing of the 7 0 lead against the Phillies last night.
0: Who gives a fuck? I mean it just helps their <laughs> helps their draft position. I know. <laughs> I they care. they are
1: really moving. I've up seen it the dri-
0: before. They've done this multiple times, so it's not they, as shocking anymore. They, losing a seven run lead. They are really I'm moving.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they're really moving up in into that draft pole position they, yeah. in a hurry. In a I love hurry.
0: how we were talking a lot of Cubs where we were planning on talking yeah. no Cubs. So. But no, I'm
1: I'm I'm done with the Giants, so uh, I guess I I'll think move. you should
0: get into your White Sox then. That's that's a that's an interesting lot over there.
1: Yeah, well, I've got I've got we got to talk about both series. So I think I'm just going to go in chronological order, and that then, usually works, and then, and then get to the excitement of the top of the ninth yesterday so Mm. um the Sox win a series against boston uh uh, one of the wild card leaders currently uh them and it looks like the playoffs are gonna definitely be three teams on the al from the east are gonna be in the playoffs it looks like how many Um,
0: players were the red sox missing due to covid that weekend. It was, like, uh, well, it was they, up to 8 or was it up to 10 yeah, at one point?
1: It, was, it wasn't uh, like everyone like in the starting positions, the the nine starters were back like mm-hmm. like uh, like Devers was back. And so was um, <laughs> uh, who the heck the shortstop? Uh, uh, right. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone Bogarts. was everyone was. Yeah, Bogarts was back. So everyone was everyone was back for that. Um, the Mm. only thing that changed was sailed in pitch on Sunday. That was was the only, that's
0: a, that's
1: brutal. Yeah. He's supposed to be back today, I believe, but whatever. Um, but the biggest news out of that series is the Sox really should have swept that series, but, uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, again, another, another pitching trade by the Cubs where the pitcher continues to fail First, he blew (laughs) after 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 looking clean in a couple eighth innings in a row, I think three, actually, uh, he blows an eighth inning lead that the Sox came back from and took the lead and the Sox went on to extras and and. Uh, gave up a run in the top of the nine, then had runners on the corners with no outs in, or in the top I of the top of that. run of the corners, no out in the tenth, and couldn't even get a tying run home. So that's, that's, but that's what happens when your options are, uh, Danny Mendick to pinch hit off the fucking bench. And you love the man. Dick. I, I, I do love the man. Dick. He is gone now, thankfully. So wow. I won't have to say that again. Uh, he is in, uh, he's back in Charlotte, but, um, what, what is disturbing then is, you know, we we've had this theory along with other people, like if 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 our, our our favorite Aussie doesn't mind pitching the eighth, let let Kimbrell do what he does best, close out games. Well, he didn't do that the next <laughs> night in the ninth. Yeah. Now, luckily, the goat, Luray Garcia bailed the socks out with a deep solo shot to uh, to center field for a two one win where, Something I hate in uh, scoring in baseball, that the pitcher who blows the game then comes back and gets the win. Uh, It's kind of stupid, but again, wins and losses are kind of like not maybe the stat du jour anymore um, like they used to be. But um,
0: You went on a Twitter rant against Craig Kimbrell after those two days. Well, I
1: mean... What the fuck is going on, man? I mean, like. <laughs> He's a mole. I keep you're, pointing you're, out. Yeah, well, He's yeah.
0: obviously a mole placed well, by the it, Cubs, strategically it, placed to destroy you.
1: Well, it's just you know, obviously you're using my material again, like I did with the yeah. Katana. You didn't like that.
0: You didn't like no. that. when I pointed that out. No,
1: I just i i laughed. I thought I laughed at it, or I hearted it, or something. No, you but... just
0: told me that Laura Garcia won the game. Like you're you, oh, were yeah, argu- that, you were oh, almost thought... arguing against yourself. Like
1: no, I I wasn't. I didn't I didn't mean to come off that way. I thought it was cognitive funny.
0: dissonance on Twitter. I, I it thought was, it was it was kind it of disturbing. Was funny. I was
1: a little worried about you for the for a moment. Well, I was really angry. <laughs> for the record. I can tell. After the 8th, after the 8th the night before and then, and then, and then that. So, so, and what's interesting about Kimbrel, his worst games are against his two ex-teams. Mm. So, is it a mind fuck for him? Like,
0: he hates I, you guys. That's what's what it comes down to. It's psychological.
1: I mean, he's, he's playing other down teams. inside. Again, now, you now people are going to be, this is going to be the new Twitter du jour Kimbrel thing. They're going to take well, when Kimbrell doesn't pitch against his ex teams, he's only let up two runs.
0: I think you just said that. So yeah. you just didn't no, say it I in don't. your in your you, you you've suppressed your Southside accent when you said it. Now that you just let it out. So Yeah,
1: no, but it is it's it is funny. It is funny, right? Like it's <laughs> peculiar. it's weird. It's peculiar, yes. So so anyway, so so they they should have actually swept that Boston series, which which would have been good, especially in chasing Houston. Mm-hmm. So then the angels roll in the town and I'm thinking oh, here's a layup, but it was anything but a layup. Um, it was a layup in game one. We just trounced mm-hmm. them. We don't even have to worry about facing Otani as a pitcher. Um, then in game two, we can only muster two runs and lose three, two and actually get a good fucking outing out of Dallas Keuchel. So yeah, that, that's like fucking newsworthy. And, you know this. This reminds me of our our favorite thing to make fun of on our other podcast is even though Notre Dame lost that day, um, even though the White Sox lost the series <laughs> to the Angels, they they held Shohei Otani to two singles. Um, <laughs> congratulations! It's so a congratulations. Guys? They allowed by doing that, they allowed. Uh, the, age, the ageless catcher, Salvador Perez, to catch up to Otani in the home run chase at 45. That's
0: nuts. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll be talking about that by the end of the season, but um, yeah, that's fucking crazy.
1: But uh, one of the things we've uh, talked about a lot in this podcast is when is bad Ronaldo, Ronaldo Lopez going to rear its ugly head? Ooh, it that
0: was last night.
1: Yes, that was yesterday afternoon.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. He, in the afternoon.
1: Six, six hits. But uh, six runs. Uh, I thought it was over, seven. Was well, it six, seven earned runs? Six earned. Oh, okay. Uh, there may have been. I think Timmy had a. Timmy has not looked like himself since coming back. So. Well, that's a whole
0: another thing I want to get to, but.
1: Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there, but. Um, anyhow anyway. so
0: Reynaldo is back to a Reyn- bad. Reynaldo instead of Gigi. yeah. So yeah. Now do you
1: yeah. want him in your in your playoff bullpen? I don't, well, he. I mean, he handled one inning fine. So, okay. again, I don't mind him in, in, a, in, a, in short-term relief. I think he's fine. Um, anywho, uh, but that's not really the news. What, what happened uh, in this series, in game one, uh, th- this is going to lead up to the top of the ninth here. Game one, uh, Yo-Yo Mankata gets drilled in the head in game one of the series. Uh, mm. Luckily, he was heading downward and the helmet—he was moving so quickly the helmet was sort of sliding off his head, and it got—it hit the top of the helmet. He got up, went to first, was fine. Hasn't. No, oh, okay. He just had a normal day off yesterday.
0: Did you uh, did you think anything was nefarious with that, or that was just a uh, picture? Like,
1: well, it was a fucking ninety-five mile an hour fast. No, ball. I mean, do you think it was intentional? Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Well, after I'm time.
0: just saying at the time, yeah, I
1: thought it was intentional.
0: Why? So why is there bad blood? Is there something going on I, between I Johan? An idea,
1: but it didn't look, I mean, it just was.
0: And the pitcher was like all pissed off. Like you deserve that. And I didn't no, see it. Anyway, no, I just heard about the aftermath. The pitcher
1: wasn't pissed off, but the picture, it wasn't like a reaction. Like when, um, uh, The the Cleveland guy hit Abreu and came up to him and said sorry and shit like that. It was just like matter of business, right? Okay. I guess then game then game it could it could have been right whatever. But game two, then Abreu gets hit, Uh, and then later then in the game, Robert gets hit. So Mm. now we've got three White Sox batters hit. So fast forward to the ninth inning, we're trailing nine to three, and Wright is in the mound, and you know. Otani gets drilled uh, around the fourth pitch of all pitches ever inside. So the umps huddle up and they eject him. Yeah. And, and then La Russa comes out and is Lost like, his
0: shit. Did he, he run out it? like he did? that? Yeah, he,
1: yeah, as fast as he can go. <laughs> the, like, the meme. Like speed walking in the mall. The most painful
0: the painful run 50 yeah.
1: feet. Yeah, right. You were worried, worried about his health. Um, yeah so he goes running out there he gets ejected so
0: we I, get... I, just as an outside observer i do think it's bullshit that you know you you hit one guy and they just determine that was intentional and he gets kicked out there were were there warnings before the game or anything like that so yeah that's that's bullshit but
1: yeah so we, we, we're going to fast forward now to the post game comments and this goes mm. to either Joe man forgot or my thoughts were right on the Minkata thing because um, Joe believes the uh, Tani was intentional which it probably was and let's be honest but... no manager unless they're a dipshit is going to go on afterwards and say we yeah we tried to hit a guy I mean you'd almost rather have him say it
0: they will say it's okay to hit our guy though
1: yeah right <laughs> shut up <laughs> anyway uh so this is man's comment absolutely we had two we hit two hitters for them inadvertently even though they hit three hitters in the series angels manager joe man said tyler hit a Brayu pitch in and then the other day when ortega slipped he hit robert so it was retaliatory we knew that he didn't bring up the drilling of the head in Makata.
0: Mm. So maybe he's implying, by omission, he's implying that was on purpose. Yes, I, we uh, got to get deeper into that. Why I don't know. And I know so little about the angels, or I, I wonder if there's well, like we, a personal we, thing. We know the Mad, Mad Madden, and LaRus- who is we?
1: We also know Madden and Larusa hate each other from hmm. the the leftover from the Cubs, right? Isn't there some bad blood between them for something?
0: I I'm not. Oh no! No
1: way, Larusa no La wasn't. Man, why do I feel like there was a Madden Larusa thing?
0: Well, Larusa's got a thing against a lot of people, so I guess I wouldn't be too surprised. But I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that specifically. So I'm not gonna say there is no no beef there. But I don't recall.
1: I'm probably thinking of Larusa and someone else now. Now that I'm thinking about it, but anyway, the the part that was kind of interesting about after all that and the ejections is. They moved Rami Gonzalez, our our rookie Rolo Tamasi, to, Rolo Tamasi, to pitch, and Jose uh-huh. Abreu came in and played third. Yeah, I saw BHA. he played third.
0: That's crazy. So,
1: uh Rami got uh, got a four pitch out. Nice, uh, so good for him. And the Sox went on to lose a series to the fucking Angels for the fifth straight time. Oh what's Fifth going on there? series lost to the angels without Mike Trout with with holding Otani. You didn't let Otani beat you. You let everyone else beat you. I mean, Jesus, Wow. I'm fucking embarrassing. Like, you know, and, and they're, they, they gotta, the, the team has to pick up offensively some sort of sense of urgency in their gameplay, especially with who's coming up and who they're playing because they have a huge opportunity to, uh, in the next they got texas this weekend and mm-hmm. we're pitching cease lynn and giolito like they they should catch up to houston over the next week and mm. just fucking bury them wow what should happen should happen i'm not saying it's going to happen because i've not seen consistent enough play out of a hundred percent offense uh yet well you know,
0: that's that's the question. Are you hundred percent? Here actually, this is this is my asshole question for the week.
1: Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
0: Clown question, bro.
1: I need no kind to answer. I'll answer the question. You're goddamn right.
0: Are you gonna be healthy? For the playoffs, I mean, you, you've got you've got Tim Anderson, who you brought up, but it, it, I heard he's going to be playing like every other day to kind of help his, I guess, his hamstring. Is that is that actually happening? Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, he played the first game of the series, had the next day off and then, yeah, and came I think back. it's
0: going to be every, I heard it's every other day from here on out until the playoffs, which is I've never heard of that kind of, you know. You know, a way to preserve a player, play him every other day. It seems really disjointed, and and it might be difficult for him to to deal with that. But it, I guess the situation's dire enough where he has to rest every other day. But the other the other part of it, Andrew Vaughn just went on to the the IL yesterday or the day before, so he's got well, a
1: back, uh, yeah. That was that was he's got a back inflammation, back issue, yeah. But that was uh postdated to nine ten, so he should be back next week.
0: Okay. Uh, and then Ryan Tapera went on the, yes, uh, that, that, that was a finger uh, issue. I didn't see what that was, but not a finger. I mean, we keep, we keep looking at the, the, the white socks and you can, you know, anytime I try to poke holes in the white socks, it's like, well, they haven't been hundred percent healthy at any point. And it's like, well, when are they going to be hundred percent healthy? I, I've i honestly, I can't remember a team that's had this many injuries not not that they're all catastrophic. I mean there were the catastrophic ones and you've recovered from those fortunately, but just the nagging stuff like I, I, it just seems like, you know, you've got that carrot dangling out there 100% healthy, but is it ever going to happen? It, can you trust that it's going to happen, especially, you know, 2 weeks before the playoffs start?
1: No, you can't no i, I I'm, I'm with you if and I think that's your your thought too like you can't you don't know what's gonna happen you don't for any team I mean anyone could have no I know all, with, but yeah I know but I mean I, I, I just I mean I think we're seeing a lot and with a lot of teams too uh, I mean I think it's the White Sox is bigger because it was so many key players that were lost um, but it just
0: seems to be every week something's going on like yeah. What?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I I don't know what's up with Tim Anderson like the truth, right? We don't we don't know the 100% truth. You said he just doesn't him.
0: look he doesn't look like himself. No, I mean, he back. was
1: playing a flawless shortstop uh before he went on these 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 the IL and and I mean, he was playing gold glove worthy shortstop finally and I think he had two errors in yesterday's game. Mm. So, I mean, I just, he doesn't seem like himself. He seems okay at the plate. I don't think we're going to see a lot of power out of him because if his legs are bothering him, that's obviously going to affect that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, i honestly, I know I've, I've, I always kind of just deflect you and you laugh at me, but I'm getting a little bit worried about like what they will possibly do in the playoffs with, with, my expectation was when we hit that Boston series, it was going to be full steam ahead. Yeah, and, it, and now it's not. So now right. I am worried. It just seems to be was, the
0: same. I feel like you've been getting ninety percent White Sox all year yeah. long, and it's just and, 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 and it's not going to change.
1: To be honest, Tim Anderson not hitting in that lineup should not derail that offense.
0: Mm. I, I, right, and you've said there, that there, there, you've said all a, all season long how that yeah been I mean you, every
1: time they put Lewis Robert at fucking leadoff like we always talked about he probably should be the real leadoff guy he goes yeah. like fucking four for four mm-hmm. and just his his numbers like. Him and Grand numbers since coming back well, are grand a
0: whole different uh, thing.
1: Are like off the charts. Grandal is has a grand is
0: impossible to explain. There's nothing in one the point of baseball.
1: Well, like something like a 1.652 OPS since returning.
0: <laughs> he has more RBI at one at one point he has more RBIs than he had hits, which is yeah. impossible. <laughs>
1: like he's just I, I he he is He's the guy that I, that this is why I was excited about the trade. Well,
0: and this is why I understand the, why, you, why you keep thinking there's going to be the moment where they just kick off and they're, they just leave everyone in the dust and it just, it, it hasn't happened it, and it doesn't seem like it can happen. And now no, I, we are I, two I, weeks out. I, so. I know
1: I am. I'm, I'm worried about the, about an extended playoff. run. Well, I you know appreciate what I mean?
0: you not deflecting my, my <laughs> question for the first time. And, and <laughs> you, you've answered most of when I, when we started framing this as asshole to make it into a sub make it into a segment you've, you've taken my questions more seriously so that maybe that was a wise strategy on my on oh my part, you're, but...
1: you're brilliant don't sell yourself <laughs> short you're fucking brilliant Smitty. I'm working
0: you into a corner
1: ah get me out i'm in the corner well, uh yeah so ad- yeah the uh that's that's the ra- i mean should they sweep Texas god yeah they should in I Texas mean, in Texas it doesn't matter yeah. they're, they're, that team's a, sh- a shell of itself two of the starters the best pet pitching matchup is tonight he's the only starter with a he's just on the cusp of four he's 3.99 who's that uh oh you know the the, the i can't starter, name anyone on their Taylor, rotation or Teak or something oh, i don't know but the next two, the next two guys
0: sorry i brought it up
1: yeah tomorrow's pitchers like eras over five and sunday's pitchers eras over seven mm. like because they're another team like all their starters are on the il okay so uh, uh il pitching wise so right. like you know they this should be should be i'm not saying it's gonna happen should be uh uh, it should be a run, like you said. Like I've been anticipating. Yeah. Be, uh, I, I, this, this, this should be feast time for the White Sox to gain agree. some ground on Houston and hopefully take a, a secure lead of that number two spot. But it's a
0: it's a big couple of weeks to see if you can get healthy and you know number one, but then to see if you can go on that run and get that get that number
1: yeah. two number two playoff spot, which is really important for them. So um final socks note is this coming tuesday this is really more of a personal note for me is uh, i got my uh grand slam can event at uh <laughs> at the the rate it's kind of cool uh it it's which,
0: this is the whole revolution, anti-hero yeah, revolution anti-hero. brewing con- contest yeah. we talked about uh wow that was a couple months God, ago, months now, ago.
1: yeah for get get one Go for one uh, first attempt and get the can. That was, yeah, cool. you, pulled,
0: you pulled the winning can. Nice work,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, we show up, uh, get in there around four o'clock, and <laughs> we get to play baseball on the field. No uh, way, yeah. I get to. Sp- miss a bunch of balls for batting practice i'm sure i uh, oh no (laughs) it's gonna be fucking embarrassing but i'm gonna make sure robin (laughs) films me for the sake of the blog oh fuck yes sake of the podcast
0: yeah that'll, Um, that'll get posted
1: We get to run the bases, we get to shag balls in the outfield, Uh, we get to spend some time in the bullpen, and they say, of course, you get cold revolution beer the whole time, and then... Oh,
0: you're going to be hammered drunk. Well, that's from
1: four to six, then from six to eight is the party in the tap room with dinner. (laughs) So yeah, Wednesday at work's going to be... Oh, wow.
0: That's awesome. It's all it's all you can drink or all you can eat or what? Yes, apparently. (laughs) You're a fucking winner. I mean, you you get to do what you want. Like Ricky Bobby says, (laughs) that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I'm it's I'm curious, though. um, I'm sure it's just not I'm sure they're going to have some like. Like, I wonder if there I'm I'm anticipating there might be some ex White Sox players that show up, like maybe Frank Thomas Mosey's out to say hi or. Oh, my God. I know yeah. there's like a Bo Jackson luncheon on Monday. So I'm wondering if he's just uh, like doing some ambassador stuff this week. Maybe. Be... Yeah. You I need would, I would selfies.
0: To... We need to see selfies. We need video. We need we need photographic evidence. We need yes. we need lots of this on our social yeah. media.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm at become...
0: Major League That at Major League A holes all across social media. Be on the lookout.
1: Yeah, so that looks like shaping up for a a real fun, uh, real fun time. That's Uh, awesome. What's your weather look like? Uh, Rain in the morning, but uh, a cool seventy three degrees or into the fifties into the evening.
0: You'll you should layer up in all of your White Sox garb. You've got you can Uh, wear multiple. I mean, Multiple maybe layers. maybe I'll
1: just get the matching pants and go as shoeless Joe. Uh,
0: you, did you ever buy the Southside uh, City Connect Nike I, pants I mean, that I suggested uh, you should buy? <laughs> Didn't the not, black but, the black and white print you know stripe? What?
1: You know what? On October second, if they're in the gift shop, <laughs> you will be there. You you can you can witness me the buying first. them.
0: I'll be there Friday the
1: first. Oh, Friday the first. I mean, yeah. yeah I sorry. hope it's the first, isn't it? It is. The, it is the first. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so anyway, that's that that's a that's a a wrap on uh, the White Sox. All right. Well,
0: I've been dying, dying to get you to shut up so I could talk about my Detroit Tigers who the
1: hottest team on this on this uh, podcast.
0: I I think you're right. I think I didn't think of in those terms, but they have to be the hottest team, maybe the hottest team in baseball after winning a series against the Tampa Bay Rays uh, two games to one. And sweeping the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, just a short two-game series. But they they beat they beat be, uh, they went against two of the, you know, you could consider those teams two World Series uh, potential matchup. Um, Tigers went 4-1 against them this week. And it, it's just, it's just crazy to think about. And they're doing this, mind you, with their arm, <laughs> literally arms tied behind their back with pitch, pitch, uh, innings limits on both Casey Mize and Tariq Skubal to keep them under 145 innings for the year. So they're only pitching two or three innings at most. So we're just, they're doing everything to deplete their bullpen to get this shit done. But it's incredible. They've, they've had timely hitting. They are grinding out at bats, um, including uh, the best example of that is uh, to win the series on Sunday against Tampa. They, they won an extra innings on a walk-off walk. Of all things, uh, they had drawn three walks in the in that inning to um to win the game. So yeah, just, I,
1: saw, I saw that. That they was
0: crazy. It's weird. You know, I've seen plenty of playoff baseball in my time. I haven't seen it in a this year with the Cubs and haven't seen it in a long time with the Tigers, but they look they look like playoff type at bats when they're up there. They're just they're not easy to pitch to. And you know these aren't the biggest names in the world that, that we're talking about they're, they just have the right approach right now and it means nothing of course they're seven games below 500 still i don't think they're going to cross the front not of eliminated mark,
1: but... from winning the AL central yet they have three <laughs> games is there a magic number the math
0: for... the math doesn't lie they have a they have a chance so <laughs> but it's just super cool to see how they are how they are playing it just gives you it gives me optimism and i've been talking about this for months about how you know they're they're going to be adding in the in this offseason they have the potential to add some key free agents that i've talked about but they also have you know the 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 stellar farm system that is on the cusp of producing two of the top prospects in baseball and Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. I don't think we're gonna see them early next year, but I think we're gonna see them both at some point next year. And you add the right the right key free agents, a la the same plan that the the San Francisco Giants had this year. And you could you could see how the Tigers could be a contender. And especially just the way they they've been playing for months now. This is not this is not just a recent thing. Uh, I've been talking about it all year. Basically, since since May, they've been one of the best teams in baseball, top five team. Uh, it's just fun to watch. So part of that is uh, the other fun part and the really productive part, unexpectedly productive part of the Tigers' offense has been Miguel Cabrera and his, his renaissance after several years of being... Uh, basically injured he's just always hurt and and not not looking like the Hall of Famer that he is and will be Um, but you know of course he made the 500 mark uh, home run mark this earlier this season in August and he is now approaching another milestone that I hadn't thought of besides the 3000 hit mark which he's still 24 hits away from with 15 games to go so it looks like it might not not happen this year but that's fine. The other milestone that he's about to crest is 600 doubles, and there's only been like 18 players that have hit 600 doubles. I might be wrong on that number, but it's not—it's not a whole lot.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, um, he's at
0: 595 right now, so there's an outside chance that he could get that this year. Um, so, the 500 home run club with 600 doubles is one of the more exclusive clubs in all of, in all of baseball. Um, Barry Bonds is one that has done that, uh, which under questionable means, um, what (laughs) Albert Pujols is another one. Uh, I don't know. I, I
1: think you and I might be the only ones that question him. I don't. I don't hear a whole I, lot of talk. I think I people, people love Albert Pujols, so they I don't, don't know why really. People don't question him. Yeah. I, I, I insist. I think you and I both agree that there's just better masking agents right now because Nelson Cruz. Come mm-hmm. the fuck on.
0: Yeah. Uh, another another one in the 500 home run, 600 doubles club would be another one that people don't question because he's got a great personality. Is David Ortiz.
1: Ooh, guilty.
0: Uh, Yeah. And the fourth currently in the club is Hank Aaron. <laughs> so Innocent. he might be. Yeah. And Miguel might join that club this year, which is, it's just incredible. What, what, what those, what those, what these numbers mean and how they're all kind of happening at the same time. It's, that's wow. another super cool thing about a, a otherwise lost season. Uh, but it's, it's keeping everything the Tigers are doing is keeping me entertained and and making me happy and looking towards the future.
1: Well, I'm hopeful for you and me and all those attending the game. We're going to that. One of those milestones does actually happen against the Sox. So we can witness it. Cause we will be there. One of my favorite all time, non white Sox players. He's hilarious to watch on the field. The shit he does when guys are on first base and, it's just great. It's just great camaraderie. He's a true baseball player, right? He's 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 like if you said what do you want your guy to be? I want him to be Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. And like it would be cool to see him accomplish one of those feats in person. <laughs> there's
0: yeah, there's lots of potential. We will be there in person at Sox Park Friday, October 1st, um to, uh, be the th- not the penultimate game. We've got two more games in the season after that but uh so yeah two weeks from now I, it's going to be tough for him to get to three he he'd have to have he had been doing this last week uh well that's that's why we thought every it might game actually happened yeah he, he's kind of tailed off a little bit this week um even though the tigers have been winning um so i'm a, I'm a little dubious that we'll have a chance at three thousand, but five doubles in two weeks that then that, that might be a tall order too but that, that could happen too so regardless i think it's going to be you know I, I got these got the tickets just thinking oh it'd be fucking cool to see the tigers and i want to take another road trip to chicago because it's been a while or actually it's been two weeks since i was there but <laughs> yeah, when you, you, the tickets, i didn't you, know i was going to be there
1: your chicago uh, trips have heated up yeah in yeah, the, in yeah the second half of the summer
0: Plus I love going to Sox park. It's, it's just a, it's a easy, easy park to get to. It's, it's a, it's always a fun time. And it's always been fun no matter what happens. Uh, tigers and white Sox. usually the tigers get their ass kicked, but the few times they have won, I've always had a, had a good time, but, um, you you sure have. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we've got that on the horizon. Um, before I finish with the tigers, I, I do want to bring up, uh, a segment we were trying to get off the ground earlier this summer and it was we called it dumbass injury of the week oh man i see some crazy ass shit in my time ah! Ah! oh fudge that's broken that will require a tetanus shot oh, fuck's up, man. Oh, shit, man. oh man i shot mormon in the face why the fuck did you do that i didn't mean to do it as an accident this might be unfair uh, to uh, Tigers right-handed reliever Jose Cisnero, who has been incredible. I, I, he's part of why the Tigers have been so good all year. Their, their bullpen has been surprisingly solid, and he's been he's been nailing down the seventh or eighth or wherever they need him. I think he's even got a couple of saves. But he went on the aisle this week after with a lacerated elbow, his right elbow, his pitching elbow. Required eight stitches. Uh, look pretty fucked up um, but apparently he injured himself by slipping on some stairs in his home and it just very possible I mean injuries around the home occur all the time we've, we've made fun this this segment started probably the genesis of it was um with Jose Quintana cutting Cute. his hand washing dishes we've had a few other examples of ridiculous things that have happened over the over the year and you know they they always say most injuries happen around the home well that's because mostly you spend most of your life around your home so it kind of makes sense that there would be a potential for injury where where you're at more often but i don't know something struck me as a little bit odd about slipping on your stairs and then completely tearing open your elbow like on his stairs does he have like like rusty nails like sticking out of the railing or on the wall or from the stairs like or did he that's... just jam his elbow down into the ground when he yeah, fell? Yeah maybe he
1: fell awkwardly obviously he fell awkwardly I don't know the thing is like that's why you don't wear cleats in the house dude <laughs> exactly why well, was he wearing the cleats I mean... <laughs> hey, he's never out of he's so into the game that's why he's so good right now that he never gets out of the uniform
0: yeah, I don't, I just I don't I don't know I there I have questions and no one I haven't heard any well sauce is
1: sauce man. it's
0: fine he's at his house I I, I drink know. at my house That's, I'm not yeah, gonna blame no, him but... I
1: know I'm just saying like it's just. I could see though, like if you like lost your footing on the stairs and hit elbow first, I mean,
0: maybe he's lucky. That's all that happened. If yeah. He, right. If exactly. On the stairs. So I don't, I just, it's, it sounded weird to me. I guess I'm, I'm a cynic. I always am skeptical about injuries. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's, uh foolish on, you know, honest players like Cantana to even tell us what really happened that <laughs> he cut his hand washing dishes. Um, could have said something else i don't know i mean the
1: cubs have... everyone could have said like it's a blister he's yeah. gotta he's gotta let the something. blister heal the pig yeah. i mean you don't you don't have to i mean right we There's all know the
0: laws you know. and whatever and we, we, we have I no mean, yeah. right to know but so maybe right. maybe he's being wise not to. or maybe this is exactly what happened i don't know i just it, i raised an eyebrow and i saw <laughs> cisnero had slipped on a step yeah. there you uh go. one other segment that i need to get into before we take a break here is uh no no of the week. No, no. No,
1: no, 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 no.
0: No, 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 no. God, please, no. No, no. 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 no, fun, my no, no we had another no-hitter this week and it this involves. is two weeks in a row, right? uh was it last week i don't know Within, yeah. Didn't the scherzer thing happen last week uh that wasn't a no hitter he lost it in the in the oh, eighth or the ninth that's i right. think
1: we said it might okay so it's every i think it's been every other week though.
0: yeah Um. Uh, but yeah the the brewers got involved the aforementioned brewers who just lost a series to my tigers um uh, they were not coming in cold to to the tiger series because they had just had a no hitter a combined no hitter with uh Oh uh Burns. Burns. Um Corbin Burns, Burns. uh pitched Ben's eight hater. innings and then uh Josh Hader came in to close it out. And I didn't I wasn't watching the game, I just got the alert. I actually think I tuned in with two outs in the ninth. So I was I was kind of confused, like, why how do you take out Burns in the eight, you know, after the eighth and not give him the shot at the you no know, hitter? And it, it was obvious after I figured out what was happening. He was at 115 pitches after eight. And they have way bigger, bigger goals than just winning, you know, individual accolades like that. It yeah. would have been it was already a season high in pitches. I think his previous high was 108 pitches. So and it, it sounded like Burns was not not all bent out of shape about getting pulled. It's like I I get it. We wanna win a World Series here. The the combined no-hitters good enough, I guess. But it was a little bit curious until you figured out what was really happening. But I don't know. It was just it's just another um it's just so I, I bring it up and we made this segment cause there was a no hitter every single week in the first six weeks of the season. Then there was like the sticky stuff cracked down and now we're starting to see a few more no hitters again, which makes me raise an eyebrow. <laughs> but uh, the the thing that isn't curious about that no hitter is that it happened against the Cleveland Indians. They have now been no hit three times this season. And I thought that was an interesting anomaly. I remember a few years ago, it seemed like the there were not you know ten no hitters or whatever we're at now this year. There was like four or five a couple of years ago, and I, the the Tampa Bay Rays had been no hit like half of those no yeah. hitters. So it's weird that these teams seem to seem to get no hit. You know, if they get no hit in clusters almost. So I don't know what's going on with the the Indians, but. Maybe it speaks to the, the quality of the, the AL Central, <laughs> that the second-place team well behind the White Sox keeps getting no
1: hit. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the, the two teams that are really, you know, the, the Sox were supposed to be the team battling for the wild-card position on mm-hmm. the AL Central. And yeah. the, two, the two teams that were supposed to be the leaders are complete uh, horseshit, a complete pile of dump. Twin the Indians, yeah. And, I think... and and if you're looking, if we you know look ahead to next year, and I bring that up because of you just talking about the Tigers. I mean, I would put the Sox and the Tigers being the two teams to beat in that division, and they're the youngest teams in the division. So there you go.
0: Well, I love that you brought that up because that is going to be the subject of multiple podcasts in this off season whenever we have them because that that is going well, to come up a lot. So get get ready for a Tiger uh, slash White Sox talk in this off season because yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting.
1: I, I mean, you're probably looking forward to the off season because this is almost like an ask askhole question for you before we go to break, but. I mean, how excited Ooh. are you to be doing a podcast going into the playoffs, where all we get to talk about are my two teams?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my fucking A's uh, do not look like they are going to make the the postseason, as they have tailed off dramatically. Or the, basically, the competition in the for that that wild card slot has just <laughs> raised uh, raised its level of intensity dramatically over the last couple weeks. So. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know how to, to gauge my emotions <laughs> two weeks from now. I might be not, not having as much fun. All of these playoffs, I am so fired up about so many of the potential matchups. Uh, unfortunately, they don't involve any of my three teams. I even added a third fucking team this year, and none of them are going to make the goddamn playoffs. Both your teams could be World Series favorites. Um, yeah, fuck you. So, yeah, <laughs> perfect asshole question. Um, I don't know how to answer that, but it made me angry, so perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, let's take a break so you can cool down. All right. Thank you. We will be right back on the WordHole Media Network. WordHole Media.
1: If you were 2-7, and seven, you'd be in
0: a bad mood, too. Well, we has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. And... Oh, he hits the upright again. impossible. Get your
1: mouth shot. Get your mouth shot. Jerk. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. If
0: worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. The Limp Dipkins Podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at Limp and anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Home, yeah. you know i got a little you know we usually have like a. we usually have a, 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 a we have like a cubs rub and sexual harassment but i got i got a i got an mlb rant to go on oh we need to workshop that,
0: this come up with a name yeah for these.
1: yeah and and feel free i i i, lo- I want to know your opinion on this <clears throat> But
0: you'll get it one way or the other.
1: I said, "True. If I didn't want to know it, I would still get it." So that's <laughs> that's the beauty of this podcast. Exactly. Um, but it's 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 about pitch framing, and 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 here's my my rub on pitch framing. Um, it's Dishonest it's inherently. Disho- well, yeah, and it's it it's really an indictment of how bad a lot of umpires are, and, and here's why. By When the ball hits the glove is not the determination of mm. whether a ball is a strike or not.
0: Yeah. Or it where the ball where... hits the glove and then is moved a, yeah. you know, a foot over. That yes. is not where a strike is
1: That be is not where a strike is called. A strike is called the minute it touches the plate. A ball can be a strike when it hits the front of the plate and be a ball when it hits the glove. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are so many umpires that are so easily fooled by pitch framing is, is just horrendous. Here, here, here's,
0: I'm going to jump in here because I, I almost think it might not speak to like the, how incompetent umpires are. I think it speaks to how impossible it is for a human to judge balls and strikes in a, in that, or how easy it is to create an optical illusion. True. If, if pitch framing has be, you know, it's clearly become such a an art form. It's such an important part of a catcher's game because you you have to steal strikes, and it's not apparently it's not that hard to do. So, I think this would just lead me into we got to have a fucking automated strike zone. Just another. We,
1: we have to. We it, really do.
0: And it sounds like that could be on the horizon, and I would be all for it. The people that complain about it, I think you know they just say oh do you really want robot umpires out there which is the dumbest thing ever bruce levine i say this every time this comes up but bruce levine is always the one that just brings up robot umpires or maybe he says robot umpires but
1: uh, the good old robot
0: yeah the robot it's not robot umpires it's it's aided the umpires are standing out there just like they always would they would be aided by technology and they'd get a signal whether it's a buzzer or a, something in their earpiece if it's it'd be a binary system you get a If you hear a buzz, that's a strike. If you don't hear a buzz, it was a ball. It's the simplest thing. They're using this in the minor in different different leagues in the minors. It it can work, and it's stupid that we're still letting old old guys humans make these calls if they are this easily duped. So yeah, I just stole your segment. Sorry, but no, no, I'm I'm all I'm all for it.
1: And the thing the thing about it is, like, there are. Pitches that get called strikes that is a horrendous move of the glove, Mm -hmm. especially. Uh, it seems they're most duped bringing it straight down or straight up. The good pitch framers, the good pitch framers, and in Grandel is one of them. What he'll do is when a ball's like on the outside portion, he'll make it look like he'll hold his glove where most of it's in the strike zone right so even though the glo- the ball hits
0: <laughs> but his he- glove is in
1: but so so he doesn't really have to move the glove and it looks it looks it's the optical illusion of a of a strike but you can see on the pitch cast that it was clearly a ball yeah that's the other technique they they'll the hold
0: it there like he's confident that it was a strike he's holding it yeah. there for the ump so he can he can exude confidence and and fool the, fool the ump. there's a yeah. myriad ways to fool to fool an old umpire or even yeah. a young umpire just cuz they're they're human they're i mean they're also right. the, an umpire's perspective whether he's over the catcher's right shoulder or left shoulder also affects how they view a pitch on the inside or outside, depending on the, depending on the situation. So it's, it's an inherently, it, incredibly difficult thing to do. And I, I'm actually surprised how good most umpires are at it. But I mean, with you know 300 plus pitches per game, they're going to, they're going to fuck up their fair share of pitches, but yeah, we don't sure. need to do this. We don't need to have to deal with this anymore. We could, we have the technology to, to cure
1: this. There's there, yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's a few great stories that happen with this, too. You get uh, a, a true consistency over baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You get this – you're going to get – if you want more offense, it's a great way to get more offense. And it's also a great way to get consistency out of your pitchers because yeah. you know where you have to throw the ball. It's not going to be changing – throughout the game it's not going to be suddenly it looks like the ump needs to get to a dinner reservation so everything's a fucking strike for the right. last two innings like like none of that shit's going to happen you're just going to come in and and you have to throw a legit strike
0: and it's the same and- strike as it is anywhere on any mound you're at any stadium you're at any right. any umpire that it it, it I, yeah i think the ramifications of what you just brought up are are huge uh that what it means for pitchers going forward, if if and when they do finally do that, I didn't even think about it in those terms. But yeah, you you pitchers might well <laughs> pitchers might get even better. But you know what about the batters? They they then they know exactly what no, strike I, is. Yeah, so
1: it's gonna be It's gonna be it would change the game in the better uh, uh, in so many ways. And you want to get rid of all the no nos too. They're gonna go away. A lot of no-nos are going to go away because not there's not that many pitchers with like great control, like a Garrett Cole or a Max Scherzer or even Lance Lynn when he's on, who can literally grab what is electronically going to come up as a strike. Like just grab that dot, that corner, right? Right. There's not that many that can do that, so you're not going to get these anomaly like no hitters or perfect games from guys who will never be heard of again or ever make right, a hall right. of fame or anything like that.
0: Phil Umbers. Phil Umbers
1: world. and and uh our favorite Edwin Jackson who's a major league <laughs> team. The nine Everyone knows walk, Edwin the Jackson nine-walk, the nine walk the nine walk no hitter. I don't think we should really talk about that one. Um but like yeah so I well, just
0: if we're gonna get really deep into this, the only the only thing that I could this is kind of a straight it's like a I don't know, geog- geometry or something, trigonometry. But the only thing I can think of possibly being a drawback of the automated strike zone is it's going to, it views the strike zone how it should be. It's a cube, it's not a square, it's three dimensions. So, right. it, you know, the, the depth of the plate is also involved. So, what could happen is I, I'm thinking like a, a, a high curveball, like a 12 to six curveball drops down in, you know, the back back corner, top back corner of the plate or something. Just, I think different pitches might end up being strikes that we never saw before that we wouldn't, you know, immediately by the eye tests think as a strike, but if it drops through that cube at any point, um,
1: it's yeah, just,
0: it's gotta, it's going to be called a strike. So I'm wondering if that could lead to weird, weird strategies with maybe knuckleball pitchers, like throwing high and letting it, letting the ball drop down through that through that cube, the strike zone cube. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking, overthinking this, but th- that's the only drawback I, I could see. You know, just there might be different pitches that you're not used to seeing called strikes that have been strikes all along, but you never, you would right. never think of them that way, just because you don't think of the, you're, you're you you do not process the strike zone necessarily as a cube that as it always has been, but it, it's more, more just the front of the play, but it really goes back what 17 inches or however yeah hard. right exactly it's actually more yeah. than a cube because it's got the point at the back so it's got it's got the right and that's that, that is
1: the, that's the thing about the curveball it mm-hmm. could grab that point, that if, back it's coming, point. It, if it's coming out and back over the plate you could yeah. get that back point for the strike and you do see it that that a lot of curveballs when like when cecil throw not the 12 to 6 one but throw that curveball high and try to get the high strike with it. He does not always get it called, but it does show up as a strike in in pitch track and you'll see with a yeah. lot of got a lot of guys who try to get high curveball calls and while umps have gone to a much higher calling the high strike this year, which a lot of the White Sox pitchers have taken oh, advantage yeah. of that, um a lot of pitchers have with high fastballs but um but the curveball does not consistently get called when it's thrown high because it's out of the zone for a pretty long it time.
0: It doesn't look yeah, it doesn't look like a strike, but yeah, yeah. If, if it drops way low, then you know it passed through the zone. But it might right. even if it doesn't drop drop that much, it might be passing through the zone. But it's an optical illusion that doesn't right. look like it is. So I'm all for getting rid of the potential for optical illusions. That's that's literally what what pitch framing is and everything else. It's they're, they're just, magic. Yeah illusions
1: <laughs> illusion and, yeah, you know,
0: so... the, the real reason that there's going to be a fight would just be the umpires union or whatever they have they'd be fighting that because they don't want that power taken away from them necessarily um but fuck you i mean fuck umps we're not here to see umpires we're just we're here to see right baseball and, we, and the more truth we can get from every call you know, what, what is actually happening on the field. If that ball really did go through the strike zone, that, that's what we're all looking for. We don't need the human element <laughs> is is the argument that fogies like Bruce Levine come up with. But the human element is meant for the players, not for the, the adjudication of the team, of the game itself. So
1: I, I, I will continue to go with the stance that we should never know any of the umpires' names in the game. Mm-hmm outside of if you have the game turned on right when they announce who the umpires are in the game because they do give you that stat but like you should those names should go right out of your head and you not hear their name called again unless it was just to give them an accolade for doing something well
0: well you you are a professional podcaster clearly as we've been doing this for two years now but that leads me perfectly into our next segment Shit, we couldn't make up.
1: Oh, you guys like to tell jokes and giggle and kid around, huh? What have we got here, a fucking comedian? <laughs> <laughs> For a turkey cemetery. Come on to the coast,
0: we we'll get together, have a few laughs. laughs. Tim Timmons. umpire, Tim A name we do know. I've heard his name many times. He made a spectacle of himself uh, this week in Baltimore when he decided the entire Orioles grounds crew should be ejected from the game. Uh, if you saw the clips on, uh, on social media, he's waving his arms frantically. Nobody really understands what's happening. There's potential for rain, I guess, is the issue. And the, the you know, the tarp is leaned up against the, the, the wall on the first baseline, but the grounds crew was out ready to go uh, to push that out. They're all lined up behind the tarp. And somehow that perturbed Tim Timmons, to the point where he frantically waved everyone off the field. He was given the eject, the eject signal, you know, pointing his finger out. It's not clear if they were actually ejected or what was going on or why he had a problem with
1: them. They were ejected.
0: Well, I've read different things in different places and there's, there's confusion about it, I guess is, is the way I'd put it. And that, that's going to be my, why I'm angry, angriest about this because Tim Timmons didn't have to explain himself after the game. He didn't, he didn't have to, he didn't have to go to reporters and say why he did it. He can just do whatever the fuck he wants. And I, I the, the ruling with an iron fist of umpires with, you know, giving no explanation for what they're doing, I think is, is needs to pass. But I think there was, there is it looked like he ejected them I think there's a legit reason though, like they had their orange shirts on and they were, you know, technically not on the, f- well, they're on the field. If they're behind the tarp inside the, inside the walls of the, of the field, maybe he thought their orange shirts were a distraction or could, could create a potential issue. I don't know. Nobody knows what, what his issue is. Cause he wasn't forced to tell us what he's doing. And it's just stupid. Like what, why it kind of gets to the, a, a, a larger issue. why, why you know in the nfl referees come out and tell the crowd what happened anytime they throw a flag or make a ruling they, they have to tell the, the people what's going on tell the announcers what's going on and major league baseball has not forced the umpires to do that in their game and it's, it's stupid because there's so many times where there's a challenge something the umpires are calling something on and it's the the broadcasters and the fans are left to speculate what the fuck's happening so Why can't we make umpires responsible? Tell us what's happening on the field. Tell us what they're talking about. And then tell us why they ruled one way or the other, what happened. So it just, it sparked, it it looked absurd what was going on in Baltimore with Tim Timmons. It just sparked other ideas on how how arrogant and uh, they're not held responsible, how umpires are not held responsible for any of their actions. They just do whatever they want and don't have to explain it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Did you read, maybe you read more about that than well, I, I read
1: more because it immediately, like minutes later, it started to downpour and there was no tar put on the field because <laughs> they were ejected from the game. They did not return to the field. They until, didn't even come back. No, till post game, they returned mm. post game to treat the field.
0: What I mean, what the
1: fuck? I, I mean, that, that, that is, if you want to talk about abuse of power, I mean well, that that may be like one of the grossest abuses of power that there
0: was speculation. Again, the speculation is what is what pisses me off more than anything. But there's speculation maybe somebody in the grounds crew was was chirping at the umpire. We don't know. Maybe maybe somebody did, and they deserve to be ejected for it. But I, I don't know. Tim Timmons doesn't tell us what what happened. So yeah, it's just ridiculous. So well, that's all I've got for shit we couldn't make up. So I think that leads us into. Asshole of the week What is your problem You insensitive asshole Pardon my french But you're an asshole Who the fuck is this asshole
1: Am I wrong You're not wrong Walter You're just an asshole Okay then Yeah what little more favorite
0: all-time players. Yeah, Ryan Braun retired from baseball this week. 37-year-old Ryan Braun. Unfortunately for Ryan Braun, after his 14-year career, he didn't really retire. He was retired because he wasn't even playing this season. He announced this week that he was indeed no longer going to play Major League Baseball officially, uh, but he waited until mid-September to do this, mind you because he was keeping his options open. His last game was played last year in 2020 in the shortened season for Milwaukee. His, all of his 14 years were in Milwaukee. Apparently he was hoping Milwaukee would sign him at some point this year, but that never happened. No other major league teams signed him um, either. So, But he, he waited until this week to announce to the world that he was indeed retiring, even though he had been retired, um, whether it was of his will or not.
1: He really thought, I mean this is this is one of the reasons he's a freaking asshole. He really thought he was going to get some sort of like being inactive was going to get some sort of call mid-season yeah. to join a team.
0: Well, because
1: that's... his, you know, 7 homers and 27 RBIs with a 2.33 batting average was so impressive. <laughs> yeah. Last season.
0: I'm not I just really i'm not i think it's kind of asshole i mean whatever he he had he had a good career a suspect career for sure but i'm making him asshole of the week basically for a lifetime achievement award because hopefully this is the last time we're ever gonna have to talk about ryan brown so i will i will gladly make him asshole the week for his his work over his entire career as his masterful work as an asshole that which includes a steroid suspension which is asshole worthy enough um what takes him to catastrophic, uh, meteoric heights of assholishness is the fact that he tried to ruin a FedEx employee's life, basically, trying to get out of this steroid suspension. Uh, if you don't remember this, yes, I forget how I many do. years ago this was. Ryan Braun was suspended. He then, His defense was or his part of the appeals process was he was, he was attacking the chain of custody of his urine sample after it had been taken. Um, Whatever protocols major league baseball had, had uh, set up for the couriers to take, take the test, get the test, get the sample from the athlete and then get that to the, the, the lab facility to have it tested. Ryan Brown was challenging whether that had been followed properly Mind you, he knew he had cheated. He knew he was on steroids. He may have been on steroids his whole career. That's how, the only reason he has a career. It's the only reason we know his name. Potentially, um, whatever. I mean, there's plenty of people that own steroids to to get the get you know to where they are to become famous. But on top of that, to attempt to ruin a, a, just a, a courier's life, a FedEx employee. Uh, he said he had had. Damaged the sample, had not done his job basically, and I, you know, I never, I don't recall if that if that employee was fired or whatever happened, but just the idea that a millionaire athlete uh, would that knew he was wrong would try to use a legal loophole to basically ruin ruin a, a normal layperson's life just gives him the the lifetime achievement award in asshole asshole behavior. So,
1: well, and then later while being injured and rehabbing acknowledged yeah like a few years later that he had indeed he did take a banned substance yeah admitted to it after he finally admitted to it too it was obvious after, after trying to do a snafu to get out of a suspension yeah like and and again ruining uh Hourly employees' life. I'm not sure <laughs> I mean, his life
0: was ruined, but the attempt to ruin his yes. life is just disgusting. So,
1: but Ryan, I will tell you, Smitty, I will tell you. In the if I were the attorney uh, in the case against Ryan Braun, I would say that his career was fully aided uh, by steroids, and I would yes. present the evidence that pre suspension from uh-huh. 2007 to 2012 were. Were his best years in baseball where he clubbed over 30 home runs five of those six years? Wow, and only had one 30 home run performance. Uh, after that, interesting. So, coincidence, I would, no. <laughs> so that those would be the i would i would i would uh, I would present all that evidence and I think they would find him guilty of his career completely being aided uh, by steroids. That's so.
0: interesting because if that was to, through 2012 so 2013 is where it started to tail
1: off and that midway was when he got suspended in 2013
0: if if my math is correct of him being 37 years old right now that would put him at what you know 29 28 29 years old right at the peak of his athletic powers and that is when he's declining precipitously Hmm, curious so yeah Ryan Braun I am so happy you are going away and we'll never have to speak about you again you are an asshole all right well that's all i've got for this week unless you have any shit
1: pete forgot i did forget one thing in the socks segment oh okay I found this out this morning, just uh, about back to how healthy the White Sox will be. Rodon is only pitching in two more games, so okay. he's fresh for the playoffs, which That's- I don't think is is – we talked about this before, so I don't find that surprising because he's way past his most innings ever pitched, so – Mm. So I'm not. I'm, wow. I'm not so. I'm not surprised by that. So
0: one thing I heard about Rodan is his velocity's down, but he's still totally effective. But his velocity is way down compared to what his velocity was remarkably high early in the season. I don't remember him ever throwing 98, 99. I think we talked about it too. And now it's now he's back into the you know 93, 94 range, which seems more like you know what what we're used to with him. But he's still totally effective when he's out there. But I just remember, I think it was last week I heard I, in his whatever. Maybe not his last time, but the one before that, it was, it was brought up many times. that his velocity was down, yet he was still affected. So effective, yeah. but I, I think part it's of part keep of Rod- keep watch on.
1: Yeah, and part of Rodon's game though is if he's only going to be pitching five innings, we're not going to see that highest velocity because he his fastball gets faster as mm-hmm. the game goes on. That's so, so we won't. We probably won't be seeing that until maybe playoff time. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Again, I mean, again, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no longer. I'm no longer the cocky White Sox Pete at this point. I'm never the, seen you like this. This n- some my like, nervous White Sox Pete. The only reason I'm not like completely like freaked out is because this is a young quality team. Mm-hmm. So if if. And we sign Lancelin for two more years. And oh,
0: got, you're already got, hedging your bets for next. Well, year. no,
1: I am already hedging
0: your bets <laughs> because of
1: because of the disaster of injuries and yeah, un, a, being unable to stay healthy. And and you've got like Kopech sliding in the rotation. You got the the point of maybe you got Crochet. He's still penned to be a starter. So you know you got you got a lot of you got a lot of upside. But yeah, no. Rodon's got two more starts. So. Well, we're gonna nice have
0: girl. two more podcasts at least. Uh, yeah, I believe it's two more podcasts before that season is over. Uh, before we get to the postseason, so maybe maybe we'll uh, we had the Billy Hamilton Funnel Meter. Maybe I'll create the Pete Panic Meter. <laughs>
1: that's see, fair see that, where you're at next week totally after,
0: fair. after the events of this week we will be back
1: you can put my panic high right now i have a feeling if things go the way i think they should over the next week i'll be sunny pete again
0: well we'll see we'll see <laughs> tune in next week we'll find out i believe we'll be back uh thursday or friday of next week so for episode 82. uh friday friday all right so in the meantime, check us out at MajorLeagueAholes.com. You can find us on social media at Major League Gayholes. You can find this podcast anywhere you would like to find a podcast. So rate, subscribe, review, all of it. And with that, I'm going to declare this podcast is over. Peace. Peace.
1: It's about time. Uh.
0: S-S-H-O-L-E,
1: everybody, hey! S-S-H-O-L-E! Hey, 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 I think I'm good. I think I'm I'm an asshole, and I'm proud. Of world media